Yeah, that, see, now that would seem like a crazy thing. You just sewed a pouch into your clothes. Right. What if you change your clothes? Yeah. You have to get a different pouch for every article of clothing now. <laughs> That's so every crazy. Day, You're crazy. Every day I have to empty my pouches into the new pouches and the new pants. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah this is nothing but downside. Now that I'm thinking about it, why do we have pockets? <laughs> Hey there, story fans. Welcome to another episode of Almost Plausible, the podcast where we take ordinary ideas and try to come up with stories based on those ideas. This week's idea is pockets, so I'm really interested to see what we can come up with. And when I say we, I am referring to my co-hosts, Emily. Hello. And Shep. Good evening. As I said, I'm looking forward to the story we come up with for pockets, but first we need to pitch some story ideas. Shep, what were you able to come up with? Uh, well, the obvious idea is... That uh, pockets that are linked together. So let's say you have a, a guy and he puts his hands in his pockets, his pants pockets one day, and there are other hands already in his pockets. So he freaks out and he, and he you know, pulls his pants off and throws them down on the ground and like stomps <laughs> on them. Because what the hell, man? It's warm hands in your pocket. Not something you forgot about. If you felt like other fingers, you'd be like, there's a tarantula in my pocket. Like, yeah, you wouldn't. Your first thought wouldn't be those are hands. Your right. first thought would be there is some sort of creature in my pockets. But if he stomps on the, the pants, he's not doing anything because right. the the entrance to the pockets is like an entrance to a shared space that's not next to us. So like it's the, the, the pockets are really slimming. You put your phone in there. It's not going to bulge out uh, on your right. leg because right. it's it not moves there. into mallet space. No. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't push away from you. Yeah. So you have, you have these, these possibly two characters, but how do they start to communicating to each other that they have this unique shared space? You could write notes on there and drop yeah. them in your pocket perhaps. So it's a lot like the lake house, but with, pants oh dang <laughs> yes the lake house but with but pants with pants can keanu reeves still be in it though <laughs> i hope so oh my god could you imagine him reaching in his pants and then like feeling another hand and just doing his keanu reeves whoa yes well this one writes itself yeah anything else no that's it all right um so i had basically the same idea but a couple other ones as well how about the story of the person who invented pockets on clothes um, so it'd be kind of maybe you could take it kind of seriously or perhaps you could do a comedy kind of like the invention of lying about a modern day world where pockets on clothes don't exist and then one day somebody figures out hey pockets you mean like the modern woman's world where pockets are only decorative <laughs> right yeah pockets don't exist what are you talking about this is a fictional story <laughs> We have a built-in audience, yeah. I like this. This uh, I liked the invention of lying quite a lot. I thought it was very yeah. silly. And I like that premise where it's the modern world, except one thing is different. Something that's obvious to all of us, but right. totally foreign to the characters in the film. I so, like that idea. So, yeah. I like that idea immediately. Yeah. I'm just... I See, now I'm picturing, you know, how do you sell someone on the idea of pockets... If there are if pockets don't exist, what's your sales pitch? That kind of thing. It's like, oh, you're tired of holding your keys and your phone in your hands all day long. Uh, well, let's put like a, a portable hand sewn into your clothes. 
people probably have like pouches or like purses or something like that, but like everybody has them. And it's like, Oh, did stop forgetting your, your, you know, pouch or your purse or whatever and leaving all your stuff behind. Like you can carry it on you. Yeah. That see, now that would seem like a crazy thing. You just sewed a pouch into your clothes, right? What if you change your clothes? Yeah. You have to get a different pouch for every article of clothing now. <laughs> That's so crazy. Day, You're crazy. Every day I have to empty my pouches into the new pouches and the new pants. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah this is nothing but downside. Now that I'm thinking about it, why do we have pockets? <laughs> uh, the other idea I had is the true purpose of that little pocket on jeans is a mystery lost to time until our protagonist stumbles across its true purpose, which the true purpose is to hold a pocket watch. But <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it for the pocket fob? Yeah, it'd be, that'd be boring. So I was thinking something else. I don't like that idea as much as my first one. Those yeah, are my two ideas. Like <laughs> Emily, what do you have for us? Uh, I have a woman finds a pair of pants in the lost and found and they look great on her. Make her butt look good. Very slimming. And they have these incredibly large pockets to hold all of her things. Wallets, keys, phones, and you know, other things that I don't know what else you could carry in pockets. Because I am a woman and I don't have pants with big pockets. So, that's, so it's a fantasy story. It's a fantasy story. It could be like cargo pants. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's going all in. She's go- she's gone full pocket. <laughs> Never go full pocket. <laughs> uh, I also have a uh, magic pockets in a coat that will provide the wearer with the exact thing they need in that moment of crisis. Mm. Um, so if they needed money, they'd have the exact amount of change they would need. Um, cell phone to make a call, keys to get into a building, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, the special magic trick for this besides that amazingness is um, if it's something that wouldn't normally fit in a pocket, it would be a picture of that item. And then when, as they open it up and look at it, they look up, boom, it's in front of them just where they need it. So it's the room of requirement from Harry Potter, except in your pants, in your pants or coat. Yeah. I really like the idea of this um, where it's like, oh, yeah, you've got the exact change. Oh, you've got, you know, whatever the thing you need. And then one day you like, you know, they're walking along and they have their hands in their pockets and all of a sudden they feel something they pull out and it's a gun and they're just like, what the fuck is about to happen oh, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's great. Like, oh, you can go crazy the? with that. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. The, no, the more that I'm thinking about it, because they're so accustomed, the main character is so accustomed to always having what they need, that when yeah. they start to get something that they don't know, like the, the, a picture of the first time they get it, they're like, oh, what do I need the, these car keys for? And then they press the button, and then there's a car in front of them, and they're like, oh, because I was reaching in my pocket to get like a bus pass or something. This is better. I'll right. just do what the pocket's telling me to do, Ooh, rather yeah. than what I wanted. And the pocket sends them on the adventure. To and the save. pocket starts sending them on crazier and crazier things until to the point where it's like, why did I do this? What am I doing? Am I just a puppet, a pocket puppet? And I have a bunch of small throwaway ones that were just for amusement. <laughs> yeah, let's hear those too. You got a pocket portal. Your pocket is a portal to something portal, else. Portal to where? Anywhere. Whatever. I don't know. Okay. I didn't get that far. I got pocket it, portal. Make it a pocket portal to another pocket, and then you have my idea. Yeah. See? Works for me. Uh, pocket gremlins. So, like... Like the borrowers, but they live in your pocket? Yeah. Are they friendly, or are they antagonistic? I think there would be both. 
good pocket gremlins and bad pocket gremlins. Like, oh, I just throw these pants out there infested with gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Well, these ones are infested with gremlins. These ones are infested with mogwai. Mogwai are fine. In the same jacket? <laughs> yeah. That's trouble brewing. I spilled brewing. water in that jacket after midnight. It wasn't my fault. They duplicate with water. <laughs> oh, you love the right. sandwich in that jacket. I love the midnight. sandwich in there. That's right after <laughs> You put a wrapper, an empty wrapper in there, but there were some crumbs. There was a crumb. That's all it took. What Just are the one, rules? One by yeah. uh, History of the Pita. And I was thinking that one could be a funnier one, but mocked up history of the Pita. Mm. I really like religious satire. So I thought maybe like the history of the Pita as surrounded by uh, surrounding some sort of like historical biblical story. I don't know. Do we make the pita? But, but like the biblical story is tangential. To, it's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. In the it's just there, just the there pita. in the background. Yeah, it's it's life of Brian, right? <laughs> but right. with a pita, <laughs> something romantic and amusing about pickpockets in a big big city. Let's go ahead and thought about pickpockets. Yeah, that keeps pockets central to the story. Yeah, that's as far as I got. It was like something romantic and amusing. See, I like that one as well. I guess I like all ideas, but I can imagine like two pickpockets that are trying to flirt with each other, but they're from rival gangs. And so they can't really talk to each other. They can't be seen talking to each other. So they sneak notes into other people's pockets for the other one to pick out again. I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Okay, that's definitely high up on the list. (laughs) The magic pockets that provide what you need, I think, is way up there for sure. And then the story, the Invention of lying, but the invention of pockets. I think those are our top three. So we each have one in the top three. How about that? What? I don't have one. Yeah. The, oh, the pockets that are linked. Did I not say that one? No, you did no, not say that. You did oh. not. <laughs> it's fine. The lots of good ideas. This I week. can't keep track of it. Pockets that are linked are good too. They're all good. I like that one as well. Yeah. We surprisingly came up with a good number of pocket related <laughs> stories. It's funny because I thought it was going to be difficult to find like a really good one. It was, they all felt a little... When I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, none of these ideas are really super great. But now that we've kind of talked through some of them, this is why the pitch session is so important. Yeah. No, no idea is a bad idea. It's just underdeveloped. Yeah. yeah. For me, like if I was going to watch, if I was going to watch a movie based on one of these, it would probably be the, the one that where the pockets give you what you need. Because I like the sort of magical reality, the suddenness yeah. of this person's routine shifting or whatever. And. What do you guys think? I like that one a lot. I'm down for exploring that one. It's got some deep pockets, so let's hey. dig in. Uh, how about the pocket levels up over time? As you do things like the pocket suggests, you can start getting larger objects out of and the like pocket. Like your connection with it gets stronger, right? right? It gives you better suggestions. This and, is, yeah. once again motivated to do what you think the pocket wants you to do because you're getting the benefits from it. So the day that you reach into your pocket and there's a gun, now you have a dilemma. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that the pockets are sentient and sort of like a puppet master. Yeah. Now, can you put stuff in this pocket? And if you can, what happens to that stuff? I mean, my gut reaction to that or my gut thought on that is that like, yeah, it, it just, it's just like a normal pocket. You can put stuff in there. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't translate. It'll just be there. Yeah, but if you can always pull out what you need, 
or what you can use, not necessarily everything that you need, but what you can use in a, at that moment. Mm-hmm. If you already have stuff in that pocket, where's the room for the thing that you can use? Maybe if you put something in the pocket, it like prevents that power from being able to happen. Or maybe you're giving the pocket a treat. Here is something for you besides lint. Well, what does the pocket want? That's a good question. What does the pocket want? What is what? Okay. Say, say we're going to go with the gun. That's going to be the, the peak. What, what will they do with the gun? Are they going to assassinate someone? Are they going to defend themselves? That's, that's, I think that's the dilemma or that's the tension. Yeah. Yeah. When they first pull out the gun, what is this for? Is this, is this for defense or am I going to attack? Right. I want the pockets to be evil. Well, obviously. And I want it to be all, all an assassination. These powers, that's all. They all want. They get you with these little treats, right. these little powers. What I initially imagined when the gun comes out or whatever is the person thinks, oh, this is what I need right now. Therefore, it's to defend. And so they're looking around. They're holding this gun. They're looking around or they walk in somewhere, whatever. But without realizing it, they're the attacker, like they're the bad guy. They think they're the good guy. They think that they're going to protect themselves or the people around them. But unwittingly, they become the bad guy. Shep, you're making a face. I'm just thinking of recent events. Well. Oh. I mean, it's America. That's always a recent event. Yeah. We live in a... Gl- yeah. Now yeah, when, got- when would this air? It's like, yeah. It's that re- event is always recent. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it, there, there has been another one since the one that I was thinking of. Well, we're not... Uh, yeah, but we, we're not promoting gun culture. We're no, I mean, gun violence is a thing that happens all over the country, right. not just in schools or malls or whatever. Like, it's not exclusive to any one location. And we're not necessarily saying that the person would actually fire the weapon. They're just holding it. Well, I was envisioning he would be like on a on a city street downtown somewhere and just reaches in his pocket. And I was like, what the? And like you said, maybe at first panicking, thinking, shit, someone's after me. I, I'm going to need this to defend myself. What's going on? And then realizing like there's no there's no threat. It's just a normal, sunny, bright day. Or maybe somebody's like just jogging toward him and he's like, oh, this must be the person. He sees somebody running toward him. He's like, oh, this must be the person coming to attack me or maybe running up from behind. He turns around and there's somebody running and he points the gun at them and they're like, what? I don't know if I had a gun suddenly appear in my pocket, I probably wouldn't pull it out uh, in public. I would mm-hmm. hold on to it. I'd keep my hand on that gun. So he but feels my, in, yeah. reaches in, feels it, and is like, oh shit, what the... And then realizes there's no threat and then gets to a safe place, pulls the gun out and tries, puts it on the table and figure out what, what does it mean? I mean, he gets to take it out of his pocket, at least for a moment, so that the camera can see it. Right. But you don't have to take it all the way. No. Right. So the pocket wants him to kill someone. Or he doesn't know. Right. Is he going to be attacked or does he need to rob something or like, what does the pocket want? Right. So how does it communicate with him next? It gave him a gun and he didn't use it. So what is the next thing that's in his pocket? It could be the target. Here's a flyer for a a band or a speaker or some something. When he still thinks like, oh, maybe I'm going there. Some bad person is going to show up. 
at this event and I'm going to be the one to stop them. It's a band flyer. And then he gets a phone call from a friend who's like, hey, I got an extra ticket. I want to go see this band tonight. And it's the band on the flyer that the bucket just gave him. I think the problem with that, though, is that he's not going to be able to just walk in the door with a gun in his pocket. He's either going to go through a metal detector if it's a big enough venue or he'll probably be patted down or something like that. So he has to, like, break into the venue or some other way. He has to learn how to put stuff in his pocket that he can take out again later. Ooh. He starts to use the power of the pocket. He thinks he's, he's using it to his benefit. He's learning the ways. But really, he's the one being used. What is the pocket's end goal? Just create chaos? Ruin this guy's life? What, what is the goal of any genie? What is the goal of a djinn? Like, why are they... Why do they grant your wishes, but in the worst possible way? Because they're assholes. Because they're demons. So I think it's just to create chaos. I think it's strictly to create chaos. I always assumed it was like, because they're stuck doing this thing, they have to serve you. They have to comply, but they're going to comply maliciously. It's the only thing that they have. It's like, well, hey, you asked for that. You weren't specific. So yeah, just create chaos and ruin your life for being greedy. Because usually it's like, oh, I want to be the most famous person in the world or whatever. And then they're like, (laughs) okay. And then your life is ruined. Now, does he get in his pocket things that he visualizes initially? Does is it or is it just it's a most convenient thing? I think it's like I, I like the idea that there's the exact amount of change he needs. And so like that's the way he finds out about it the first time where they're like, you know, he needs like you know, 13 cents more or some weird thing. He's like, oh shit. And he's like, I don't think I, and then he reaches the park. He's like, oh, actually I have exactly 13 cents right here. You know? And he's like, well, that was weird. I, I like that one because it's yeah. not everything that he needs. It's just the gap. So right. the right. first time he has almost enough, he's just short 13 cents because of tax or whatever right. that he didn't calculate ahead. He's bad at math. He's bad at, oh gee, if only I could identify. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, so he's like everyone. Yeah. So that's when he finds it, and it happens to be, you know, a dime and three pennies. And he's like, oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. And then, you know, there's a couple other things like that where he's like, oh. Like, I like the idea of a bus pass, too, before the car, so that he, he goes through, he's like trying to catch the bus and trying to find fare or whatever, but he pulls out a, a bus pass. And he's like, I don't remember... Getting Buying this. this, yeah. But it works. But it he works. Swipes okay. this in the machine and it works. So it's a legit bus pass. Does he, he just finds this jacket or he gets it from a thrift store? Like, how does it end up in his possession? He gets it from, um, like, it's, he's helping his mom or a relative clean out a dead relative's attic and finds this uh, pants or jacket or something. And he's like, yeah, this looks like me. This will work. I needed one of these. It's got a sweet tiger embroidered on the back. <laughs> or like, say it's his, his birthday. You know, he has a big party. It's one of the big round numbers. And he feels like he's not done anything with his life. And, he, mm. and he's like, he's talking to his friends and he's kind of drunk. And he's like, I, I wish my life were more exciting. I wish my life had meaning. Something like that. I wish fill in the blank. And then the following day when he's cleaning up or whatever, he finds a jacket that Someone possibly left at Mm. at his apartment. He doesn't know who left it. It's just someone's jacket and it's just there. 
And then it happens to be, you know, a windy day or a rainy day or a cold day. And so he wears the jacket because that's what he needed at that time was this jacket. So that's, you know, then because this isn't some some jacket that's been sitting around. It, this is someone's jacket. So when he finds the 13 cents, maybe he feels guilty. Like, this isn't my money, but it's the exact amount of money. I, in my mind, I'm thinking I'll get 13 cents later and right. put it back in here. Right. Yeah, it's an easy amount. You say, oh, I've got 13 cents at home. Right. I can make up for this gap yeah. at some point in the future. Yeah. And I'll, I'll buy the person a new bus pass when I figure out whose jacket this is. Right. Yeah. So maybe he's keeping notes. I owe you whatever amount. Oh, no, I like that. And then maybe um, I was thinking maybe one of the times he puts it in before he figures it out, he puts it in and it disappears. And the jacket is like, yeah, you owe me. This is how you get to pay me back. (laughs) Contract accepted. Yeah. The pocket's (laughs) like, oh, yeah. yeah. At what point does he stop actively looking for the jacket's owner? When he starts to realize its power, perhaps he wants to keep it for himself. I feel like it's more just, a, it sort of just tapers off. Like, you know, he put, he's put a thing on Facebook, like, hey, did somebody leave this jacket here? You know, whatever. And no one's claiming it. And, you know, he grabs it on that cold, windy day. And he's like, okay, I just need this. I'll just borrow it today. Whatever. No problem. As these things keep happening more and more. Oh, that's really handy. Like, once he's like got it figured out, I think he's like, oh, well. Well, nobody's claimed it. Nobody's, nobody's come looking it. for it. It's not hurting anybody. It's helping me. It's mine now. Yeah. If it's, I don't know why he doesn't put two, two and two together. If it's, it has this benefit, why wouldn't the owner come looking for it? Because they died. Because it took their soul. Because it's a chaos pocket. Is that its ultimate goal, to kill him? Well, let's leave it ambiguous. If what he does, if what the pocket leads him to do is assassinate someone, like assassinate a politician or something, you could go dead zone with it. Where it's like, this politician would have done something really bad. Mm. And by stopping them now, you've saved the world, basically. But also, you're going to pay the price for having done this. Because it's not like the cops are going to get the jacket to confess. You know? <laughs> right. It just stops working. When it's, once yeah. its right. mission is complete, uh, it no longer serves a purpose and fails. Ooh, Ooh, before that, uh, he has to get a gift for someone, perhaps, you know, a lady friend. And so and tries to pull out like a, a, another an article of clothing. And then in the post credit stinger, she could find something in the pocket of that. Like it is it is passed on. Mm. It just replicates itself. Okay, so I like the gun thing because I think that's really quick immediately. If you suddenly pulled a gun out of your pocket that magically appeared and you knew, like if we've established with the audience that it gives him what he needs, you can see a gun and understand immediately what that is. And I think the gravity of that should be pretty clear. Oh, I like the idea that he kind of, he pulls it out and he's like, shoves it back in his pocket and he's like looking around in a panic. And so he like runs into a restaurant or a busy place or whatever. He's like, okay, I'm going to be around people because that way I should be safer. You know, they're not going to attack me. He's like walking down the street by himself. 
he's like, well, if I go into this like pizza joint where there's a bunch of families and stuff, like I'll be safe. And so he like sits there and he's looking around and like nothing happens. And he's like, oh, okay, weird. The gun's still there, but he's like, oh, all right, I don't know. And then he rushes home to his apartment or something like that. And yeah, like he's got the gun on the table and he's like, what the fuck is happening? So before this, you have to establish strange people keeping an eye on him or from his perspective, that's what he sees. Right. Once he starts to realize the power of the jacket, he wants to keep it. And then there are, he starts spotting, perhaps through his paranoia, these people looking at him. Like a friend, he, he meets a friend for dinner and the friend's like, man, this is a really nice jacket. Where did it come from? And he gets, starts to get a little like, paranoid about his friend asking so many questions about this jacket. Is that that jacket that you put on Facebook? Yeah. Why are you wearing somebody else's jacket? That's weird. I think after after the gun, though, uh, maybe like a fake ID or something, fake identity or something comes oh, out like of the a pocket. passport. Yeah. <laughs> so he thinks with, 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 with not his identity, right. it's his photo, but some different oh, identity. Oh, no. So he keeps pulling stuff out of his pocket back at his apartment and it's all incriminating stuff like that. And so he's dropping yeah. it like what? What the hell? What the hell? And so later, all of that evidence is there. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I like this, this idea. <laughs> it starts from such a simple premise, which is all how the best ones go, which is right. You start to imagine, what would I do in that situation if I had this thing that would give me whatever I could use at that moment? And I think it would be easy to abuse that power or that gift or whatever. Right. At first, it's convenient. He doesn't quite understand it. It's always little things. And then it gets nicer. And then he starts like. Phoenix said the treats get bigger and better. He gets a really nice car. Does he check the registration to see who owns the car? Later, we find out it's registered to the other name. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's great. That's great. He didn't know early on it had started. Yeah, I think he would just assume that the car... Or that the, the pocket or the jacket or whatever it is, like, gave him the car in his, like, why? It gave me the car. It's my car. Like, that's how he, what his thinking would be. It is my car. Right. I, I would check the registration, though. I mean, this is someone's car. But I think he's thinking that it's his car because the, the pocket gave it to him. Yeah, I would have blind faith in the pocket's power and just do what I, I think at that point I would be, I would be like, cool, I got a car. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he, he's just curious. How does this work? What are the rules? And if it were really intended for him, it would have his name on the registration, which is going to be in the glove compartment. So he opens up the glove compartment and it's not his name. It's that other name that he doesn't know yet. That, this is the first time he's seeing that name. Maybe he Googles that name. Maybe they live in the area. Maybe I can find them. No results. Maybe it's their jacket. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. When he sees people following him or from his perspective following him or he he runs into sketchy people, he thinks they're perhaps working for this mysterious person that has this magical jacket. Can we throw in a nod where some of the people he thinks are following him are Japanese tourists? (laughs) What? I don't get it. It's a Spanish prisoner reference. Yeah. Spoilers, 20... Freaking years later. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, I was going to watch it tonight, but never mind. <laughs> Should definitely watch The Spanish Prisoner. It is a Always watch movie. The Spanish Prisoner. Very good. Such a good movie. So what is the pocket or jacket or whatever trying to get him to do? 
is he going after some? Is he supposed to kill someone? Is it just setting him up for to look like he's, uh, you know, with all this incriminating evidence to make it look like he's done something he actually hasn't? I mean, I think we still have to figure out, like, what is the jacket's ultimate goal? I honestly, I like the idea of the jacket's goal being just to destroy his life, not kill him. Or but to destroy his life like that. Yeah, I think it'd be way worse for him to be in jail forever. Right, right. So I think he doesn't actually have to follow through on the crime. I mean, if he does, the pocket hair is going to get the same end result. But preferably if he doesn't, he, but they have all this incriminating evidence, he ends up, I don't know. Oh, what if the ultimate dilemma, the, the climax dilemma that he faces is if he goes through it, if he murders another person the jacket will get him out of the situation. It will provide what he needs to escape. But he chooses not to murder another human being. That's where he draws the line. And then he gets arrested and it's like his life is ruined, but... But he made the moral choice. I like he made that the correct one. moral choice, yeah. yeah. So you could establish that earlier if when he doesn't do what the pocket wants him to do, it stops working for a while. Or find some way to punish him. Right. So at that moment, maybe he goes there to that location not to murder them, but to save them. Like something is targeting this person and I'm going to stop it because I'm a superhero and I have a magic pocket and I can do whatever I want. And so he starts like following this person around. He's like, I got to be there when the bad thing happens so that I can stop it so that I can stop them. But then he gets hassled by the police or Secret Service or whoever. It's like, why are you following this person? Yeah. We've seen you like you've been you've been spotted following this person around. What's your deal? Yeah. I like making thinking maybe like a celebrity or singer or something. So it's like their bodyguards and and police are like what notice it and how. So there's that constant tail on them to tail him. Oh, yeah. And then that I don't that way you get out of any sort of political weirdness, (laughs) Manchurian candidate and stuff. (laughs) You get away from that. De- like, I do like the dead zone, but I think sometimes that trope is. Has been done a lot since then. Yeah, it's been done a lot since then. And it's just too easy to. Let's not feed that. Right. Is what I I'm have saying. no objection. <laughs> I like a celebrity. I like like a, a singer. Yeah. Like Britney Spears ish type person or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because you get some. I think there's some good set pieces you can get out of that. Good backstage yeah. things and stuff like that. And the, the point that you brought up, too, about having private security, I think that's perfect. Yeah, because then you always have the reason of why people would have noticed that he's following the, the yeah. person. Yeah. Because that's their job. <laughs> I feel like it should be somebody that we've established earlier in the story that he likes their music or whatever yeah. like it's a person he knows and he's like oh i like this person or something i don't know so like, there's some connection there either he likes them or he really hates them or whatever he's like oh this person's overrated or whatever right or he's pretending to like them for like he's trying to hit on a girl and uh she likes them so he's like oh yeah i they're great i love them yeah something yeah. like that to where there's there's an established connection oh that's why he this is in his google history later because he's oh, looking yeah. them up Oh, maybe he's maybe she says something like, oh, I'd really love to go to a concert or whatever. And so he's like, oh, you know, Britney Spears, New York City, whatever. Like, yes, looking for right. her schedule. Like, when is she going to be on tour or whatever? Oh, and yeah. It's like, write that down. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just tried to picture him explaining to I'm not a stalker. I'm not a fanat. I don't even really like them. Okay. It's not really my genre. <laughs> so you were doing this to impress a girl. I see. I do everything to impress women. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> There's a great scene where he's in the interrogation room and they bring up some like this evidence and he's like, what? <sighs> okay. <laughs> he's like, you're saying it's the jacket. Did the jacket search for Britney Spears, New York? Is that the jacket typed on your computer? Is that what you're saying? What else do we need to figure out about this? Yeah, are we, did we, are already, we already done? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty complete story other than like actual dialogue actual details, and yeah. beat points. <laughs> What is the the lowest moment for him? I mean, obviously the ending when he's being tackled by the cops. Other than that, the, what's what's the end of the second act? Uh, is the mid second act turning point when the gun? Yeah, comes out. I mean, if is that too late? No, that's the right no. time to do it. That's where you want your All twist right. to be because you think yeah. this movie is has established itself as going in a mm. certain direction where he's becoming more and more deboshed and like getting super into the you know going out to clubs and always having the right whatever maybe the lowest low is like a narrow escape where you know he's been following her around or something and he's almost caught with a gun somewhere he's not supposed to be he manages to escape because the jacket gives him what he needs or something i don't know what if he has to explain to like a roommate or a family member like they're like you've been acting weird i found they found the things because they're gonna narc on him that's how they're gonna oh, get yeah. caught the lowest low is is the police raid his apartment and find all the incriminating evidence that's he can't go home he's actively wanted but he feels like he still has to complete this protection mission or what he thinks is a protection mission i think that's when he realizes what what's really happening like the pockets intent is not for him to protect the celebrity it is in fact to end it why doesn't he just get rid of the jacket right then dang it <laughs> we were done and then i asked a difficult question <laughs> when will i learn <laughs> would it be the worry that somebody else would get it and it would be the same oh, yeah. result yeah if he figures out that what the jacket wants is to kill this person he's yeah, he, he throws the jacket away. He's like, fuck this. And then he was like, wait, the next person who picks up this jacket is going to fall into this same thing. Like, is there a sort of thing where he tries to destroy the jacket yeah, and, and it's it comes back the next yeah. day or whatever? Or yeah. he burns it and nothing happens. Just fine. Nothing happens. Like, so it's well magical is what you're saying. It's not just a jacket that was left at his apartment. It is completely magical i think it is truly a magic object yeah well yeah it's still like because the idea of it creating that garment or the other pocket for a future thing it's not something you think about until later but that that's kind of how it replicates itself against being like identified through future generations you know like so mm. this has been doing this for a while right okay we don't need to go into that whole story not in the first one. Not in the first you one. You save that for the prequel. <laughs> the pocket's been doing this for generations, but it's always a different pocket. It's always a pocket on a different article of clothing because it creates its it creates its uh, escape at some point in the life. So he doesn't know that. We don't know that. That's where the whole big surprise ending is. So even if he could have destroyed it, it still can go on. So it, if it's full magical... 
then it could just, when he goes to like prove that the pocket does this thing, the jacket's just gone because it's now transferred to the new garment. So is he spending his life in prison or is he getting shot by the cops at the end? Life in prison. I don't because, want to pr- uh, I don't think I, he should be killed for doing the right thing. Right. But I was just thinking that he could be shot through the jacket. And like, Ooh, it's destroying the jacket. That's how because the guy's wearing it and he dies. Mm. And then, the, yeah. And then it goes into the clothing that he gifted to somebody else. Right. So you think momentarily as an audience member, you think, oh, it's over now. The jacket's destroyed. Nobody's going to wear a jacket that's covered in blood and bullet holes. Yeah, let's kill him. I have no... I'm not attached to him. He doesn't have a name. Sorry, main character. Fuck that guy. (laughs) I do like the idea, though, that it's been the same jacket all along. And uh, he even makes a remark or something like that in the Facebook post. Like, ah, it's this cool, like old style, this like vintage looking jacket or whatever. And actually, if it is the same thing, then in the post credits thing, it's the jacket, but it's not covered in blood and it doesn't have a bullet hole. And some other person's like. You know, maybe there's a cop who's taking stuff into evidence. He's like, well, this guy's fucking dead. Like, who cares? Cool jacket. I don't think cops are allowed to just browse the uh, evidence locker. No, no, no. He's like taking it to the evidence locker. No one said they're allowed to do it. What happens to <laughs> evidence after uh, cases closed? Generally auction. Is it? Yeah, if it's viable. I suppose, too, we could. The jacket could just appear somewhere i mean if it just appears in his apartment did somebody leave it there or is it just magically there then it can just magic itself somewhere else right you think it's magically there because he made that wish on his birthday right like there's a, there's an explanation in this magical reality for why this appeared and is giving him these gifts if it's gonna vanish then he doesn't get shot by the cops and he's he just goes his life in prison yeah okay then we don't have to kill him <laughs> well then we don't have we don't have an excuse for him to pull out some other article like a purse or something to give to someone else because it's the jacket that moves on, not the pockets. Mm. I think the ob- the other object being it transforming. And then, like you said, for the sequel prequel, we can show, you know, that's what the guy who shot for Franz Ferdinand was wearing or that's the pocket that that came from could do one of those really annoying montages of like the pocket throughout history. (laughs) Yeah. But see, actually that's why I like it being the jacket through history because then it's one identifiable piece of clothing. Otherwise you have to have some person who's like, and then it went into Franz Ferdinand, you know, into the the guy who shot Franz Ferdinand's waistcoat. And then it went into whatever, like, and how would anybody know that? Whereas if it was just this one identifiable jacket, you're like, oh, there's the, that jacket again. And that guy's wearing it in that photo. And Silly film being a visual medium. <laughs> so it is a specific jacket. Some style, like a, you know, a vintage bomber jacket or something. Something recognizable. Yeah. And then at the climax when he chooses not to fulfill what the jacket wants is that the point when it leaves him it's just gone he's not wearing it anymore he's just like what the fuck standing there holding a gun nowhere no pocket to put it in um i like the idea of it being um just taken to evidence or something that's how he loses it is in the process of being arrested so it could just disappear from evidence it's magic it doesn't need it to be given away yeah just goes away it just magic magics itself somewhere else so do we show that like somebody goes and they're like digging through the evidence or maybe like the 
the box of evidence gets delivered and there's just like a bag that's still sealed perfectly this is jacket but it's empty yeah yeah it's this jacket or whatever and the person's like what the fuck is this like yeah yeah so maybe you have him in interrogation he's like it's the jacket the jacket and they're like there was no jacket in in the evidence so oh yeah nobody knows what you're talking about if he can be arrested at some point earlier for some reason and reach into the bucket and get keys for the cuffs oh yeah yeah so that later when he doesn't have the jacket and he's handcuffed you just look at it longingly well, like he first gets, maybe he first gets arrested for trespassing because he's stalking that. Well, that could be part of his, his lowest low moment. Like yeah. the police find all that stuff and then he gets arrested as a result of that. And you think, oh, how's he going to get out of this? And the coat's like, see, I'll get, I'll get you out of this. Yeah. I'll save you. Life will be good. Just do what I want. Oh yeah. Maybe he like gets into the police car and because he's like kind of on his side, the key falls out of the pocket uh. <laughs> and he sees it and he's like, God damn it. All right. Who is the actor in uh, Silicon Valley? The main character? Middleditch? Yeah. Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. That's who I'm picturing for all of this. Mm. It's, that's about the kind of person I was picturing. Very reluctant, but trying to, at the beginning, trying to live up the life yeah, I think he'd be really good for yeah. that character. All right, so is there anything else on this story that we need to sort out? Or do we, do we have it? I think we have it. I can't think of... Yeah. You, with the big question was, well, why doesn't he get rid of it? And the answer is, he does. It doesn't take. It yeah. keeps coming back. It maybe it just keeps appearing on him. He wakes up and he, he gets rid of it when I wakes up the next morning. He's in the jacket. No, I mean, like he'll be at a, at a restaurant and then he, re, he looks down and it's, he's wearing it. He didn't put it on. It wasn't there a moment ago. That feels like somebody else would notice that happening. Mm. I do. I like the idea, though, that he like tosses it out. He's like throws it in a dumpster or something and he goes home and he's like, I'm done with this thing. You know, wakes up the next morning. There's a chair in his 300 square foot New York apartment or whatever. There's right? a chair right and by like his bed and has been the, watching yeah, him draped sleep over the chair is the jacket. I, I, so I like this more because if he talks to the jacket like it's a person, like it has its own personality because it keeps doing all this stuff, it's, it's like a one-man show because right. he's alone with the jacket. makes it easier to film. All right, well, I agree. I think this is a good one. I'm really happy with this story. I really want to see this movie now. That's always how it is. It's so frustrating. It doesn't exist. All right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, and you can let us know whether or not you think our idea for Pockets is a good one. Hopefully you do, because we all do. Uh, but if you have any thoughts about it at all, uh, good or bad, you can contact us via email or social media, all of which you can find on our website, almostplausible.com. Thanks again to Emily and F. Shepard for joining me. We hope you'll join us again for another episode of Almost Plausible. Bye. Bye-bye. That's good. God, I want to see this now. Damn it. <laughs> this may be one we actually have to flush out and write. The, how they all are. If we could write a full script in a week. I know. We could just, we could flood Hollywood. Because <sighs> I know they're short on scripts. 
Clearly, they don't have any because all movies are already made. Yes. You know, what we need to do is get this podcast uh, big enough that we have our own Netflix show. Yes. You know, like Black Mirror type of thing where it's just like, oh, we just come up with a bunch of episodes and then give it to Netflix and they film it all in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're just the EPs on it and somebody else. There's a whole writer's room that fleshes it all out. They take the the idea and then they work out all the details that we gloss over. Yep. (laughs) 